Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Hatchbend Apostolic Church web broadcast. In our society today, some, and yes, sadly, maybe even most, question the value of preaching in their lives. But we still believe what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 1. In essence, Paul preached that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. And so that's why we still place such a high value on the preached word of God in agreement to the scripture. And so now I'd like to thank you again for joining us for a message from the pulpit of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. Your love, your love, your love, it amazes me. Woo, my, my, my. It's feeling right in here tonight, praise God. I said it's feeling right in here tonight. Praise God, praise God, praise God. If you would this afternoon, I would like to direct our attention to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5. I want to begin in verse 17, reading down through verse 20. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 through 20. And I do want to say a great big thank you to each and every one that's here tonight. Thank you, Pastor and Sister Boyd, for allowing us to come back and and be with this wonderful congregation. We count it a privilege to be here. And uh, I, I, I'm, I know I'm probably not the only crazy one you ever had here, but uh, I, I do thank you for going ahead and letting me come anyway. Praise God, praise God. And with that said, I, I want to start in that 17th verse. Probably one of the most powerful scriptures in the New Testament. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new. Can I get a witness right there? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become anew, and all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ, and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. Now that we are ambassadors for Christ. Let's lift up our hands and thank God for his word. Shall we, church? God, I come to you this evening. I want to thank you, Lord, for what you've already done in this revival. I am asking God that one more time... You will anoint my mind, my lips of clay, uh, the ear of the hearer, uh, and let somebody know uh, that what you've done, God, for one, you'll do for all. Uh, 
that you are no respecter of persons. And God, I'm believing for transformation to take place in lives tonight. And we'll give you the praise, the glory, and the honor that's due unto your holy and precious name. Let's clap our hands unto the Lord. You may be seated in Jesus' name. I thought as the brother began to talk about the veil being torn from the top to the bottom as soon as our Lord and Savior had died. I want you to understand the significance of that. Because if any man be in Christ, uh, he is a new uh, creature. Uh, I've got a friend of mine, a personal friend who is in the body shop business. I walked in one day. He had half of a Dodge Durango on one side. On the other side, he had another half uh, of a Dodge Durango. He said, Brother Shepherd, if you'll come back in a couple of days uh, after I have welded it together, uh, after I have sanded on it uh, and put the paint back on it, uh, unless you really know uh, what you're looking for, you won't be able to tell uh, that I took two wrecks uh, and put them back together. Uh, but folks, I've come to tell you uh, that if any man be in Christ, uh, he is uh, a new creature. Uh, God didn't just take uh, the wreck uh, that we were, uh, but the scripture said uh, he made us uh, a brand new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. You've got to understand, he changed my thinking. He changed my lifestyle. He changed me from the inside out. Old things are passed away. All things have become new. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us. That means that God hath brought us back into agreement with him because we were alienated from one another because of God's holiness and man's sinfulness. Oh, to wit that God was in Christ, reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing their trespasses unto them, and hath committed unto us uh, the word of reconciliation. Uh, now then we are ambassadors uh, of God. Uh, I want somebody to understand here tonight, uh, I have the great 
this message uh, this side of heaven uh, and what God uh, has done for me uh, he'll do for you uh, because God uh, is no respecter uh, of person uh, the muck and the mire uh, that he picked me up out of uh, he'll do the same uh, for you You think I'm excited? You better believe I am. God only knows where I would be tonight had it not been for the grace of God. In fact, I might not even be on this side, but thank God he reached down. And folks, I come to tell somebody in this house, it don't matter where you've been or what you've done. I come to tell you, you can be a new creature in Christ Jesus. feel like somebody's come to receive the Holy Ghost tonight. I said I believe somebody has come to receive the Holy Ghost tonight. Somebody's tired of the sin. Somebody's tired of the vices and the habits that have you bound. I've come with the answer. I said, I've come with the answer. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. My God, we ought to be running the aisles tonight. Why? He brought us out. Could I have just a little bit more monitor up here, sir? Romans chapter 6. In verse 16, know ye not that to whom ye yield yourselves servants to obey, his servants you are to whom. That's just pretty plain, isn't it? You're dancing with the devil here tonight, it's because you and him are cohorts. Oh, oh, but friend, the reason I'm not what I used to be, I made my way to Calvary. Woo! Folks, I'm telling somebody, the best thing that ever happened to me is when I knelt at an altar and God gloriously filled me with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. I want somebody to know you can change. I want somebody to know that God will turn it around for you if you let him. Whither of sin unto death are obedience unto righteousness. But God be thanked that ye were the servants of sin, but ye have obeyed from the heart that form of doctrine 
which was delivered you. Being then made free from sin, ye became the servants of righteousness. Woo. Don't look at me and say, you poor Pentecostal. Look at what you can't do. I come to tell you folks, I can do anything I want to do. But I've been called out of darkness into this marvel. Into this marvelous light. And there has been a great change in my life. First Corinthians chapter six, beginning in that ninth verse through verse 11. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of Brother Boyd, I just gotta sin a little bit every day. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators. I want to tell our young people, you don't have... Uh, can I preach here a little while? Fornicators. I want to tell our young people, you don't have to give yourself to anybody. And in fact, it's against the will and the plan of God for you to, to, for you, uh, to give yourself to somebody outside of marriage. Uh, oh, I want somebody to hear me here tonight. Uh, oh, there are those who will tell you, uh, Brother Shepherd, it's all about love. We living in a world of free love. I've come to tell somebody how that's not the answer. For true love has restraints. Let me tell somebody here tonight uh, that passion has no conscience. Right. I was I was over at the pastor's house and uh, he got a phone call from a daddy in the church. He said, "Daddy, he said, Pastor, what do you think I'll do?" What had happened was the night before, a young man in the church had taken his daughter out. She had a curfew of eleven o'clock. First off, let me tell you, young ladies, if he won't respect you before you're married, he, he ain't going to respect you after the I do's. It'll only get worse. Ten minutes after 11, her phone started ringing. It was her daddy 
and she looked over at the phone and seen it was dad and the young man said, is that your dad? She said, yes, it is. He said, well, it ain't none of his business. I want you to look at this five foot eight Missouri boy. I'm from the show me state. But I got one thing to tell you, son. You wouldn't have wanted to show up at my doorstep with my daughter that night because you would have found out how much Holy Ghost I really had uh, if I didn't beat you to a pulp. I know I ain't supposed to say that because I'm a preacher, uh, but I come to tell somebody in our day and age, uh, we need to rise up. Uh, I believe the problem in our day uh, and our age uh, is that it's not preached uh, from the pulpit. Uh, Come on, somebody. Oh, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Fornicators, nor idolaters. You and I, we look at the denominal world that bow down before idols and shake our head but I come to tell us apostolics uh, that anything we put above God uh, is an idol. I done since I'm out on a limb, so it really don't matter. But why is it, Pastor? We'll have 150 on Sunday and 25 on Wednesday. Ooh, it really got quiet then, didn't it? <laughs> Whoa! I want to tell somebody when he brought me out of the muck and out of the mar he did something for me that nobody else could do some of you were alcoholics you were drug dealers and yet you don't have to come on Wednesday night it's because we forgot what he's done for us and where he brought us from that the divorces is rampant in our church almost. Think it's you? Adulterers, nor effeminate. I want to tell our young men it's time to be men. I said, it's time to be men. Woo. Come on, friend. I don't care what Hollywood comes out with. I don't care what they decide they're going to do. I don't care if they say that Heather has two mamas. It's never been right, and it won't ever be right. God changes an individual from the inside out. Come on, somebody. I come against that old spirit of perversion that's gripping our land. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Yeah. 
themselves with mankind, nor thieves. Nor thieves. If it ain't yours, leave it alone. Nor covetous. I'd like to have Brother Jerry's Cadillac and he can have a Rolls Royce. Is he covetous that way? Folks, I've come to tell you, godliness with contentment. I come to tell somebody here tonight, I'd rather live in a shack on the wrong side of the track with the spirit and the power and the love of God in my life than to have a mansion on the hillside and my life in turmoil and strife. Come on, somebody. I come to tell you tonight that money can't buy happiness. Fame cannot buy peace of mind. Hear me, somebody. I found the essence of life for if any man... If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. No drunkards. Isn't it amazing that we're hearing of social drinking in our... Man, I mean... I, I've been preaching on fornication and adultery and that got quieter than anything. Does everybody have to have a nightcap here before we go to bed? No revilers, no extortioners those who are always against authority. I want to tell this congregation, you ought to put your arms around Pastor Boyd and say, Pastor, preach to me. Get me to heaven. My God, if you love anybody, you ought to love the man of God who's trying to get you from here to the glory world. Feel the Holy Ghost. None of these shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such, and such, and such were some. My God, and such were some of us. He ought to, some of us need to go down memory lane tonight. Some of us have become too holy. Some of us have got to a point we forgot, but such were some of you. But you are washed, you are sanctified, you are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. If any man, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Lift up your hands and love him with me, church.
few years back, a lady in the state of Ohio had been inviting a young lady that she worked with to church. She was one of those that, you know, you'd invite her and she said, well, I'll be there. You've been there, church. She said, without a doubt, I had invited her a dozen times. It was to the point that when special services rolled around, it was almost with reservation. Because she always looked me in the eye and said, I believe I'll be there. She said that uh, I had invited her again. We was having the weekend with a guest speaker. And she said on Friday night she came up and said, uh, you said you always having church beginning tonight, which was Friday night. And she said, yes. She said, I'll be there tomorrow night. And she said, we'll be looking forward to that. And she said, when I said that, she broke down and said, my life's falling apart. My husband has filed divorce papers. I don't know what I'm going to do. If there is a God, I want to tell somebody in this house, there is a God. And furthermore, I want to tell you, his name is Jesus. You can call on all the other names that call themselves God. I'm talking about with a little G, but when you speak the name of Jesus, I'm telling somebody, there's power in the name. Can somebody help me here? There's power in the name of Jesus. There's healing. There's deliverance. There's salvation. And true to her word, she showed up on Saturday night and by the time the service was over she had repented of her sins. She had been baptized in Jesus' name and God had gloriously filled her with the Holy Ghost. She got home that night and her husband was there. He was propped up in front of the TV. And she said, the only thing I knew was what they had taught me that night. 
She said, I spoke to him when I walked in and he didn't say nothing. Any of your wives ever ran into your husband like that? Oh, I better not go there. Thank you. You're the only honest man here. The rest of them's a bunch of liars. my friend, I'm telling you. <laughs> so she said, I, I got my Bible and I got to the side of the recliner where he was and she said, the only thing I knew that was in this book, so Sarah, I want you to put it on the screen, was Acts 2.38. And she said, I opened it up and she said, I looked at him and said, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. She said he looked unconcerned. So she said, I started again. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of your sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. She said he jumped up and he ran into the kitchen. sat down on a bar stool. She said, I let a few seconds pass. I walked into the kitchen, got right to where he was and said, then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized, every one of you in the name. And she said about that time, he jumped up and ran back into the living room and sat down in the recliner. seconds passed and I got the courage to go back into the living room walked up to him and said then Peter said unto them repent and be baptized about that time he said woman what do you want that nonsense if you'll just shut up I'll go now just get out of here Sunday morning true to his word he went to church with her still wasn't talking By the time that Sunday morning service was over, he'd fell in an altar, Brother Boyd. 
repenting of his sins. And they baptized him in Jesus' name for the remission of those sins. He went home that afternoon. He still wasn't talking to her. But he did come back Sunday night and God gloriously filled him with the baptism of the Holy Come on, somebody. I come to declare here tonight that if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. I'm asking somebody, do you want to change? Do you want something that's real? Do you want something that'll turn your life around? After Sunday night, he would speak a little. Monday, they both went to work. When she came in Monday night, he was in the recliner reading the newspaper. She walked in and said, what are you going to do? He said, what do you mean? What are you going to do? What do you mean? You know, know what? You know, ladies, we're not as dumb as we act sometimes. She said, what are you going to do about them divorce papers? He said, I've done called the lawyer. They've all been torn up. You know what happened? God put that family back together. That same man, Brother Boyd, because of him, there are hundreds of prisoners in the state of Ohio who have received the Holy Ghost because he knows what it's like. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. And I come to tell somebody that what God did for me, he wants to do for you. What he did for Brother Boyd, he'll do for you. What he did for Jerry Herndon, he'll do for you. Lift up your hands and love him with me. Give me just a couple of more minutes, please. During the Korean War, 
was battlefield protocol which was followed. After the battles, medics would go across the field, stop at the fallen, and a tagging process would unfold. There were three possible designations to the soldiers who lay on the battlefield. There was a tag that said, can wait. Their wound was not life-threatening and the circumstance did not make them a priority for the evacuation that was soon to follow. There was a tag that said immediate attention necessary. Their situation was life-threatening. They were top priority and needed to be the first ones removed from the battlefield. And then there was a battle that said fatal injury. They were either dead or would be very soon. And their injuries were beyond hope. The travel to the mass units would be such that they would not survive. The trauma they had incurred had already decided that their life was over. It was after this tagging process that the doctors, nurses, and medics would come in and they would go look at the tags and act accordingly. It was after one such battle that a medic approached a young Marine who had fallen in battle and realized that his wound was extremely dangerous because the wound had severed his femur artery. His loss of blood was massive and it was going to take his life. There was nothing that could be done quick enough to stop his certain fate. So this young Marine was tagged fatal injury. A few minutes later, a nurse came and after just a moment of respect, started to move on. When she heard a weak and broken voice begin to moan and utter and ask her, please don't leave me here. Please, please don't leave me here. He knew the protocols. Everyone knew that if you went down in battle, you would be tagged. And in a few moments, treatment would follow. He knew the severity of his wound. And he'd heard the conversation and he knew that they had marked him fatal injury. But he began in his semi-conscious state to ask his nurse to change his tag from fatal injury to immediate attention required. Instead of saying this boy is going to die in Korea to say we're going to fight for his life. We're going to make a difference. She was so compelled by what she thought was a dying man's request that she did change his tag. She took off the fatal injury tag and replaced it with immediate attention required. The rest of this story is he did live. He did live. And tonight I've walked in here because some of you uh, have been tagged with tags uh, that say you'll always be what you are uh, or you'll be what your family is. Uh, but me and this church uh, is going to take a stand tonight. <laughs> I come to tell somebody uh, we're going to fight for somebody's life. Uh, we're going to pray. Uh, we're going to seek God. Uh, we're going to help somebody. 
works all over this house ought to start running to this altar. Is anybody tired of the life of sin you're involved in? Then let me tell somebody, we love you. You can change, and by the grace of God, your life can be saved. I'm reaching for some young person. I'm reaching for some daddy. I'm reaching for some mama. I'm reaching for somebody who has tried and failed before. Come on now. Come on now. This message has been brought to you today by the media ministry of Hatchbend Apostolic Church. We pray that it's ministered to you in some way, and we'd like to take this opportunity to invite you to join us in service here at Hatchbend Apostolic. Our Sunday services begin at 10 a.m. and our Wednesday night service at 7.30 p.m. For any more information or to speak with our ministry staff, please feel free to call our church office at 386-935-2806, or you can visit the contact link here on our website. Again, thank you for listening, and we pray God's richest blessings on you and your family.